Greetings and welcome back to our study of Sefer Divrei Hayamim. My name is Yitzchak Et Shalom. We're now in the fourth chapter of the first book of Divrei Hayamim, Perak Dawad. Some um, momentous people who we're going to meet, but first we're going to continue where we left off in the third parak with the children of Kalev, the central family, the Peretz family really, of, <coughs> of uh, Yehuda. That is, of course, the family of Malchut and is the focal point really of the entire book. Uh, B'nai Yehuda, and we go back now to reviewing who the children of Yehuda are to get us back to where we were. Peretz, Chetzron, Vecharmi, Vechur, Veshoval, Rab and Shoval, Holidit, Yachad, Viachad, Holidit, Achumai, Vet, Lahad, Elamish, Pachot, Atzarati. Alright, which could be related to the town of Tzorah. Ve'ela avi etam. Now, etam is interesting, and we're going to get to this at the end of the Pasuk. Yisrael v'yishma v'yidbash, v'shem achotam hatzlel poni. Now, the mention of a woman in the Divrei Amim, or indeed anywhere in Tanakh, means there must be something exceptional about her, or something that happens to her that's exceptional, because typically in the genealogical uh, records, they only mention the men. Here they mention Atzlel Poni, who evidently was somebody very important. Chazal suggests that Atzlel Poni was the famous mother of Shimshon, who was only known as Mrs. Manoach, Eshet Manoach, in Sefer Shoftim. One association we could have here is that, after all, Shimshon's father was a member of Shevet Dan, but Shevet Dan lived within the camp of Yehuda, indeed in near the town of Tzorah, we just mentioned, and when Shimshon ran away to the area of Yehuda, he ran to Seif Sela Etam uh, in uh, in Shoftim Perak Tadvav. And here we have Eila Avi Etam. So this is the Etam family, and it makes sense that he was running back, perhaps to his mother's home uh, and and to his uh, maternal grandparents, and that's where he fled. In any case, Fnuel Avi Gedor Ve'Ezer Avi Chusha Elvenechur Bechor Efrata. Chazal have suggestions as to who Ephrata was. Ephrata perhaps was Miriam. But the simple read of this is that this is all Avi Beit Lechem. This is all the reigning family, the Ephratim, who rule in Beit Lechem. Avi hayu nashim. na'ara. He had two wives. na'ara et achuzam na'ara. This is na'ara's children. The other wife had seret Now these are all clearly names that were important in the Yehuda family. They're names that, by and large, are not mentioned anywhere else in Tanakh. And now we come to a character that we heard about before, Rahi Ya'abetz. We in, earlier in Perkim, we heard about Yoshevei Ya'abetz. Here we hear about somebody named Ya'abetz, who we didn't have to hear about otherwise. Nichbad Meachav, he was the most important in the family. Ve'imo karashmo Ya'abetz lemor, why did she call him Ya'abetz? Ki alanati ba'otsev. Ya'abetz is a play on the word otsev, which harks back to the curse of woman back in uh, Paragimel of Breshit. Uh, but the notion here is that likely he was given the name Ya'abetz by his father, and his mother had a little drusha of sikulotiot, of the tzadi and the bet being switched, uh, switched around, so it's Ya'abetz. And he prayed to God. This became a famous thing about uh, a few years ago. Somebody wrote a book about it. Uh, Jabez's prayer. In any case, he prayed. So if you bless me and you give me lots of children, 
uh, and your hand is with me, and would you bless me financially? And you save me from evil so that I don't have oats of it. In other words, it seems to me he was bothered by his name, and he prayed to be relieved of the legacy of his name, as it were. And God gave him what he wanted. He became evidently wealthy and lots of kids and saved from evil. Now, whenever you identify somebody as the father of, it means that that son is somebody who's famous, and that's how we're identifying the father. We don't know where that is. Now, Knaz is um, related to Kalev. Evidently, it is, uh, it's possibly Kalev's stepfather. Otniel, of course, Susraya. Uvnei Otniel Chatat. Otniel, who's the famous first of the Shoftim. Umo'onotai holid et Ofra. Usraya holid et Yoav avi ge harashim. Ki harashim hayu. They were smiths. Uvnei Kalev ben Yifunen. Now let's get to Kalev himself. Iru Ela venavanam. Uvnei Ela uknaz. We'll go back to knaz. Good, different knaz, evidently. And you, what you see here, and you see, you see it already in Breshit. But you certainly see in Divya I mean, there's certain names that repeat in families. We'll see it a lot when we get to Shevet Halevi. Uvnei Halelel, Zif Vizifa, who may be named after that area in south of Kalev's territory, Dromhar Hevron, where we bar Zif is, Tiryave Asarel, Uven Ezra, Yeter Umered, Va'efer Vialon. And the suggestion that Mered is Kalev, Shemarad, Batsat, Meraglim, Vataret Miriam vet Shamai vet Yishbach avi Eshtemo. And there's clearly some Miriam who is not our Miriam. Ve'ishtoha Yehudiah. Who is this Kalev's wife? Ishtoha Yehudiah. Who is this? Yalda et Yered avi Gedor vet Chever avi Sochor. Chazal famously darshan all of these as being names from Moshe Rabbeinu. Ve'yukutiel avi Zanoach. Ve'ele b'nei Vitya bat Paro. This is where the very famous... Bitya Bat Paro, Bat Paro, perhaps the Bat Paro of the time of Moshe's birth, whose name here becomes Bitya, which of course is interesting because in the Egyptian records, Paro does have one of the Paros of around the time of Shibud Mitzrayim has a daughter who is uh, Phoenician and whose name is Bint Anat, which Judaized would become Bitya. How the name became Batya, I don't know, the, the common name, but the name is Bitya in Tanakh. Ashelakach married, he married, married her. Okay, Uvnei Eshet Hodia, Achot Nacham Avi Kiila, Kiila again, another town in Yehuda, Hagarmi Veshtemo Hamachati, also a town. Uvnei Shimon, this is not Shimon, the son of Shimon, Amnon Verina Ben Chanan Vetilon, Uvnei Yishi Zocheach Uven Zochet Uven Zochet. Interesting names. Bnei Sheila Ven Yehuda, Er Avi Lecha, we know Er, Velada Avi Maresha, so again, famous people, Mishpachot Beit Avodat Habutz, the Beit Ashbea. Viokim and Sheikh Hoseva, Vioash, Vesaraf, Asher, Balula Moab, Vayashuvi, Vachem, Vadvarim Atikim. Vadvarim Atikim may mean this is an old story, or it means it's a copied story, it's something that's been copied in journals. So these people are famous uh, artisans and evidently for, uh, orchard planters. So they're living in the area of Dromhar Hebron in that area and are doing these things. Now, we are finished with Yehuda. The rest of the parakas are going to be devoted to a shevet that really pretty much disappeared 
early on in settlement history, and that is Shevet Shimon. So a little bit of background. Shevet Shimon, if you recall, the man Shimon was cursed by Yaakov on his deathbed, that he would be spread out among the people. Shevet Shimon had the largest drop during the desert period in its population, and evidently suffered greatly at the plague of, uh, of Baal Peor. The most famous negative actor in the whole story is a prince of Shimon, Zimri ben Salu. And Shevet Shimon comes into Israel and is not given any land. They're given cities inside of Yehuda's territory. They fight with Yehuda, and they pretty much disappear from the scene after that. However, here, B'nai Shimon, Nemuel, V'yamin, Yariv, Zerach, Shaul, some of these names are the same as in Bereshit, Shalom B'no, Mivsam B'no, Mishma B'no, and now we have a lineage, Uvnei Mishma, Chamuel, B'no, Zakur, B'no, Shim'i B'no. Well, this is all generation, generation. L'shim'i, Banim, Shisha, Asar, Uvanot, Sheish. He has 16 sons and 6 daughters. Ulechav, Ein Banim, Rabim, he's the only one who has them. With a lot of kids, v'chomishpachtam, lo hirbu'a ad b'nei Yehuda. They didn't have as great as many people as Yehuda. Vayishpu v'er Sheva, Be'er Sheva is famously the, the largest city that Shimon gets. Umolada v'chatzar shual, and some of these names are similar, uh, but not exactly the same as those listed in Yehoshua Yotet in the first few psukim that had Shimon's towns. V'elhav v'etzam v'tolad, v'tul, u'v'tul, v'chomah v'tziklag, tziklag is famous as a place where David lived. Uh, when he was in the Plishtim, Vetamar Kavot of Chatzar Susim, Uvet Bir Sha'araim. question is whether Sha'araim is the same Sha'araim as the one of Yehuda, which puts this significantly further north than we know Shimon to be. Elohim Ad Meloch David. So these are the cities they had until David became king, meaning until that period. Chatzrehem, where they're out, they're sort of suburbs, if you will, or the out, outward areas. Etam Va'ayin, we come back to Etam again, Rimon Vetochen Ve'ashan Arim Chamesh. So these are their cities, and this is their genealogy. And it sounds a little bit like Sefer Yoshua here with a list of towns. These are leaders in the family. We do not know anything about from elsewhere. Some of the names have, are common names in other places. We hear them, like But evidently in Shimon, they're big and important people. They had very large families. So they come up to this place in Vogador. We're not sure where it is. Vakeshmir El they're looking for a uh, for a flock for for grazing area. Evidently, this is on the other side of the Jordan. Uh, like Reuven and God, they found very good grazing on the other side. So this is how Shimon evidently migrates, according to this tradition, to the east and a little bit to the south, really to the east, but then further south, as we'll see. Remember, the last point of, of time that we had was David. Now we jumped about 300 years ahead to the time of Chizkiyahu, and which means that Shimon was, according to this, thriving in this area in south of Dromhar Hebron and across to the east side of the, what would be the Jordan, but south of that, south of the Dead Sea, 
They migrated over there. And they conquered in that area. Sounds somewhat like, somewhat similar to the conquest that Don had up north. They found lots of grazing. So according to this, Shevet Shimon is a strong Shevet, and they're warriors, and they're taking land. And 500 of them went to Har Seir. Sounds very much like the 600 men of Don who went north. And what did they do there? The few remnants of Amalek that existed, they wiped out. And it sounds like, until the composition of Sefer Devar Amim, which is already by Cheney, that during that entire time, Shevet Shimon continued to reside south of Har Seir, which puts them somewhere near Petra. Uh, and, uh, critically, that they had, uh, wiped out, um, uh, the last remnants of Amalek, which means, really from that point on, according to the, uh, to the text, the testimony of the Tanakh, there are no more genealogical Amalekim, which of course leaves the very large question of what are all the references to and the, uh, halachot of uh, Amalek, uh, after this period. Uh, and that leads us into a whole other discussion, which is for which this really is not the forum. In the meantime, we'll pick it up with Para K in the next podcast. Everybody should have a wonderful day.